Have you ever been called boring as a Christian? Have you ever been called weird for your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you been called odd? Little awkward? Well, you're in good company. <laughs> um, I've had those labels as well. And today on Soaking in the Sunlight, I just want to talk to you. Talk to you about, you know, the myth of the boring Christian. And um, just to introduce the show properly, hi, my name is Olivia Parker, and um, I love the Lord, and I want my peers to love Jesus Christ as well. And today, I want to encourage folks out there who may feel a little left out because, you know, they may feel like they're the kid in the corner, they don't get to do as many things as their peers are doing at school, um, and they may feel a little left out, a little bit like a sore thumb. But I'm here today to let you know that being set apart is a beautiful thing as a Christian. And so before diving in, let's start off with prayer. Lord God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this time that I get to spend with my brothers and sisters just to share some words of encouragement, God. I pray, O oh Lord, that you'll touch each and every uh, young individual, each and every person, O oh God, who is more seasoned in the Lord, God, from the young to the old, God. I pray that you would minister to them, God. Speak to their hearts, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way right now. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, for encouraging us, O oh God, to continue to be set apart and live holy for you. Thank you, God, for all these things and more. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today, I want to talk about the quote-unquote boring Christian. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you may hear about different people at your school talking about, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this party, um, you know, in college. And you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to this pregame or whatever. And, you know, for me, I would hear about that all the time in college, you know, people going to pregame. And at first, I didn't even know what it was. Um, uh, but basically, it's like a pre-party before, like, going to the actual club or it's like, you do it before an actual like uh, football game or basketball game or whatever. So I was just like, oh, but you know, that wasn't my scene because I'm saved. Um, and so like, you know, that was something that I wouldn't do. Um, and like at the time of my life, like I had my personal like struggles and whatnot, um, by no means a perfect person, perfect Christian or anything, but I knew that much to be like, no, that, that isn't for me. <laughs> um, I shouldn't be there. I don't belong there. Um, and as a Christian, there are certain spaces that we just simply don't belong in. So when it comes to the bar, a pregame, you know, places with alcohol and stuff, it's like, mm, that isn't for me. Because <laughs> it's like, if we even want the places that we go to to honor God and we want our lives to be a witness for him, all, for him always. Um and so when we live this way, when we're set apart, when we say that we don't go to the parties and whatnot, people may find us a little odd because everyone else is doing it. And they may even use that excuse to be like, well, everyone else is doing it. Other people who say they're Christians are doing it. Why aren't you doing it? And it's like, well, we need to stay firm on what the word of God talks about. The word of God talks about being set apart. The world, I mean, excuse me, the word of God talks about, um, being not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so we're not here to be like the world. We're here to be different from the world, called out, set apart. Um, and so, you know, some people with this, you know, 
with this mindset that you have, some people will be like, oh, like you're boring. Um, or they'll insinuate that you're boring without actually telling you, but you know full well what they were saying. <laughs> um, and so with that being said, I just want to let you know, there's nothing boring about you. Serving the Lord is a privilege and it is fulfilling and fun. And at first, like when you get saved, you may be like, oh, wait, like, what do you do as a Christian? You know, um, and, you know, as a Christian, like you'll get to do like some uh, more activities that are like more wholesome and whatnot. Um, but I'll get to that a little later. I actually want to share a scripture with you all. So in Luke 2, verse 41 to 52, it talks about uh, when Jesus was a young boy um, and it shows how focused he was to do the work of the father. Just like Jesus, we too need to have this focus on doing our father's work and not worrying about what other people think about us. And honestly, I've struggled with this. Um, and so I'm talking to myself as well. <laughs> so in Luke 2, 41 to 52, it goes, now his parents, uh, Joseph and Mary, just to clarify, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, Jesus, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his, and his mother knew not of it. So Jesus stayed behind. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And so in this passage, Jesus sets an example for the believers and the young believers, uh, just saying that you are never too young to serve the Lord. And I'm sure that as Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man, um, as a younger person, I'm sure that there are other people his age who kind of looked at him like, well, who is this guy? Like, who does he think he is? You know, like, what is he doing? You know, uh, he's making us look bad. You know, uh, he's obeying his parents. He's favored with God and man. What is this? You know, um, and so that'll happen with you as a Christian, because, you know, you are obedient to God's word. You're obedient to your parents. You're obedient to those in authority, you know, uh, people will notice that. And some people will be like, wow, like, that's great. And then some people be like, wow, you're making me look bad. And so like jealousy and stuff can arise from that. Um, and so you'll have some folks who will like try to put you down, try to make you feel bad, try to say those mean and nasty things about you. But at the same time, you know, I don't know the mean and nasty things that 
was said to Jesus when he was younger. Now, I know some of the things that they said about him when he was older. <laughs> um, and, you know, but Jesus still kept doing what he needed to do. He um, still did the miracles that he needed to do. He ministered to the people that he needed to. And he died on the cross for our sins and rose again. He did his purpose. He fulfilled what he needed to do. And we need to be the same way. And again, for me, <laughs> I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Um, because yeah, like it can be very challenging to kind of like sound out the noise and everything. But sometimes I just tell, I like say to God, like silence the enemy. When the enemy tries to come at me with different negative thoughts about myself or evil thoughts or whatever, I'll be like, Lord, like silence the enemy, you know, ask God, like keep my eyes, my ears, you know, my mind, my heart, because those are different ways that the enemy can try to get in and try to penetrate and try to, um, confuse you try to make you feel down I even tell God like take my emotions take my feelings you know God I trust you with them and so with that being said you know the Lord is faithful and he will help you with that we just need to continue to trust in him one day at a time and again like easier said than done I've been there and I know that God will help me and help you through it even in the things that we're going through right now um yeah so uh with that being said in First uh, Timothy 4, verse 12, it says, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word and conversation and charity and spirit and faith and purity. And God will show you what that looks like as you continue to seek him, as you continue to pray and fast and seek his face. He'll show you what it looks like to be an example of the believers. And he'll even send people in your path to be an example to you. So you could be like, oh, wow, like that's how I should conduct myself as a woman of God. Oh, that's how I should conduct myself as a man of God. Um, you know, for example, I have a spiritual mentor and she's amazing. I love her so much. And she really just pours into my life and she gives me a lot of great advice and wise counsel. You know, we laugh, you know, we we uh, get to have great conversations and everything. And to me, like she's an example to me. And honestly, I want to be like her. <laughs> you know, I want to be like her when I grow up. <laughs> um, because she's just so wise and helpful and so loving. And I'm like, wow, like, that's cool. And she's also um, a minister. Um, and so like, you know, uh, I'm not a thousand percent sure what the Lord wants me to do in my life. But I know that like, at least in this time of my life, like he does want me to encourage people. So, you know, in ministering, you do encourage people to some capacity. So I don't know. I just really grateful that she's in my life and everything. But beyond that, I say all that to say God will send people in your path to be an example to you and to help you. And you might be in an area where there are not a lot of Christians. You might be the only one in your family that's saved. You may not have, you may not have access to a church, but I pray that God gives you uh, connections to other believers, that you are able to assemble with some, to, with your, yeah, let me rewind, that you are able to spend time with people who believe in God, who love the Lord, who are saved, and that um, you're able to have that fellowship with them. And that God does send someone like a spiritual mentor to kind of give you advice on what to do in life and everything like that. Um, and so, you know, when we go through this life, you know, we want to honor God with our youth. We want to honor God with our bodies. 
want to honor God with our spirits. We want to honor God with our souls. We want to honor God with our thoughts. We want to honor God with every part of our being because he is worthy of it all. And serving the Lord is a privilege. And don't let anyone make you feel like it's something else. So, you know, when people call you boring because you don't drink, party, smoke, have sex before marriage, etc., 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 know that you are freed from the very things that have them bound. You know, because you're free from sin. So you don't have to feel like, man, I need to go to alcohol to try to take my mind off of things. You could be like, God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. And although the enemy may, will keep attacking and attacking your, your mind and everything, know that Jesus is your solid rock and he is the one with peace and he will give you peace. Okay, as long as we keep our minds fixed on him. You know, uh, you don't have to feel like, you know, I need to um, go to every party or be a part of everything. Because you know that the Lord is your best friend and he's the one that is keeping you and he's your provider. So if you are asking God for Christian friends, he will do it. I asked God for a Christian friend and God granted it to me. I asked God for a long time, but God did it. And so I know he can do it for you. Um, you know, so for the things that have people bound, you know, they may look at you and be like, oh, like what's wrong with you? But as a matter of fact, there's nothing wrong with you. You're freed. And so that puts you in a place to be able to pray for them who are bound by those things. Pray for those classmates who are bound by uh, fornication, by drinking, whatever. And you may not know their story, you know, but pray for them, you know, because um, everyone has a different struggle and everyone needs Jesus. Everyone needs to be saved from their sin. You know, um, so that's that. Uh, the next part that I wanted to talk about is, you know, uh, the other part kind of just speaking to you're not bound by sin is that you even not, you even don't feel like you have to do it on occasion. You know, uh, you don't have to feel like, okay, I'm not a partier where I go every weekend, every chance the club is open, but you're like, oh, you know, I'll just do it sometimes just so that people will kind of be like, oh, the, I, they, I can get them off my back. You know, they don't have to ask me like, oh, why don't you go to this? Why don't you go to that? You know, um, do you think you're better than us? Whatever. So you may feel like, OK, let me just do a little bit of it and then that'll be fine. But let me tell you something. As a Christian, you don't even do it occasionally. You don't even do it like a little just to keep up with people because you are set apart. And when you do it that little, that lets people know that you're okay with compromising, that you're okay with, okay, you did it this once, why not do it again? Okay, you're okay with drinking, okay, then why not do this? Why not do that? Why not do more, you know? Um, and so we need to be careful with that because that one thing can cause us to miss out on the Lord. You know, that one moment that we're like, we put our guard down and be like, okay, I'll do it for the people. I'll do it for the people around me, you know, and for people who are pressuring you to, to do different things that aren't of God, they aren't your friends. And so, you know, for them pressuring you and for you to be like, okay, I'll give in, you know, that could cause you to miss out on Jesus' return. Jesus could come and because you um, fell in the state of being like, oh, I'm just going to do this to please the people, you can miss out on God. You know, you could die in the next moment. You know, I know I got dark real quick, but I'm just trying to be honest with y'all. You know, that's how things, some things work. You know, that's what the enemy wants. 
He wants to try to make you feel like, okay, let me do it this once and I'll be fine. Some people do it once and they don't come out of it. Some people do drugs once and they don't come out of it. They don't come out unscathed. They, um, they're messed up in their minds. And so, you know, we have to be careful and the Lord loves us enough to keep us. And so if you feel pressure to do something that you know is not of God, you may feel that pressure right now. I'm telling you, stand your ground, stand firm in the Lord, stay in his word, say no to sin, say no to that person, the people, whoever they are, say no to them and continue on this narrow path for the Lord. And God will help you and he will encourage you and empower you as you are on this journey. The last thing I want to say is in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so we're chosen. If you're a child of God, if you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're royalty. You belong to God and holy nation. You're holy. The Lord talks about be holy for I am holy. We strive for perfection. We strive to be like the Lord every single day. A peculiar people. We're different. We're not meant to be like everybody else, you know, and own that, you know, uh, own wearing modest apparel, own the fact that you don't use profanity, own the fact that you're different for Christ, own the fact that you don't drink or have sex before marriage or anything because you want to honor God with your body. You know, own that, you know, because like that, that lets people know, like Jesus makes the difference in my life. It's not me because I've been so good, but God has changed my want to's. I no longer want to drink. I no longer want to smoke. I no longer want to do these sins, whatever. I want to do the Lord's will. I want to be his will. I want to do what's right in the Lord's sight, you know, so God is the one that transforms and he has transformed your life and he's continuing to sanctify you and to make you more like him every single day. And so living that lifestyle, having that mindset, it'll make you peculiar. It'll make you seem weird to other people, but it's okay because someone out there is looking for that peculiar person. Someone out there is looking for that weird person, someone who will stand firm and not just give in to whatever agenda, whatever the culture is saying to do. Someone is looking for that. So you have to stand strong because someone is looking for hope. Someone is looking for Jesus. And as you are uh, living this life, you'll be able to be a witness to them and share the word of God with them. All because you stood firm and didn't give in to what this world was trying to give you. Okay, so I just want to encourage you with that. Um, I pray that you continue to stand strong and stand firm and you may be listening to this and you may be like, you know what, Olivia, you know, I don't know the Lord. I don't have a relationship with him, you know, but I want to, I no longer want to be bound by sin or by just things that have just been keeping me down in my life. And so I want to let you know that Jesus came to die on the cross for your sins, just so that you could be free from your sin and that you could have a relationship with the Lord and being right standing with God. And so if you want to have that relationship with the Lord, you can pray this prayer with me sincerely from your heart and God will hear you. So here we go. Lord Jesus, I pray that you come into my heart. Save me. Make me brand new. I am sorry for the sins that I have done. I repent for the sins. 
Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again on the third day. And I thank you, Lord, for your soon return. I pray that you would fill me with your precious Holy Ghost and I will live for you for the rest of my life, one day at a time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you pray that prayer sincerely from your heart, I'm so excited for you. Welcome to the body of Christ. Um, you know, and you know, this is the beginning of something new in your life. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, um, when you accept Christ into your heart, you become a new creature, you become a new person. And so, you know, you may not necessarily feel different, but you'll see the difference. So here's some things that you can do to develop in your relationship with God. You know, first, you know, I'll leave a Bible in the description and the show notes um, on Bible Gateway. Um, and so having your own Bible is really important. I even suggest you get a Bible in print. I read King James Version. Um, and so like that'll help you get closer to God. When you read his word, he's speaking directly to you. You know, he's speaking to you. And so he'll give you direction. He's not speaking to your mother or your father, your cousin, your sister, your brother. He's talking to you and he's giving you what you need to make it in this life. That's one thing. Two, prayer. You know, pray to the Lord. Your prayer doesn't have to sound like everybody else's. You could have a simple conversation with him. He hears you. He loves you. He loves listening and to his people when they pray. And so continue to reach out to him. The other thing is fasting. So you might have heard of people, you know, in general fasting for health reasons, but people also fast in Christianity for spiritual reasons. So you fast and say, okay, I'm going to let go of breakfast. I'm going to let go of lunch. I'm going to let go of dinner, um, however many meals. Um, you know, some people let go of breakfast and lunch, for example, and they'll say like, I'll use that time to spend time with the Lord and get closer with God. So you can do that. And that lets God know, like you serious, <laughs> um, like the, you know, you letting go of food, you know, and water to get closer to the Lord and God honors that God will honor your fast. Um, and so that'll make you more powerful in the Lord as well. The fourth thing assembling, going to a church, a Bible-believing church. Now, you may not have a church, um, but I'll leave some churches in the description, in the show notes. Um, and you may be in an area where you may not be able to go to church, um, but I pray that the Lord is able to connect you with churches um, and able to give you what you need. Um, an organization that you can check out, because I don't know where you're located, um, is Voice of the Martyrs, and you can reach out to them and see if there are places that you can go to um, for an assembly. All right. Um, I'll also leave their uh, link in the description as well. All right. So I pray that you have a lovely day. Um, remember to always soak in the sunlight because Jesus is the light. Be encouraged, stay encouraged, stand firm on the word of God and know that he is the one that is helping you and bringing you through. All right. I love you all. Have a blessed day. Bye.